G'day and welcome to another episode of Left After Breakfast coming to you from Melbourne, Australia broadcast from the studios of 3CR your only radio left my name is Susanna Duffy in this episode of Left After Breakfast I'll be looking again at the money behind the No campaign against The Voice and the racism that was really the reason behind the No votes. But first, the Palace Letters. I had a look at the Palace Letters the other evening. If you haven't seen it, you can catch it on ABC iView. It is well worth it if you don't mind getting close to blowing a gasket in your heart. Oh, my God, the bloody skullduggery that goes on in this country. Not just with politicians, but with public servants who are there, as their name implies, to serve the public. But not in the case of the correspondence between John Kerr and Buckingham Palace. Jenny Hocking is an excellent historian and I really appreciated her works on Lionel Murphy and, strangely enough, on Frank Hardy. But watching this Palace Letters just made me understand again how much this country is in the grip of the British monarchy. But you can have a look at the Palace Letters yourself. What I did was just type into Google Palace Letters and the first hit that came up was the National Archives of Australia and there they were, the Palace Letters. All of the correspondence there from John Kerr and Buckingham Palace. Look, have a look at it yourself. They're all there. You don't have to read everything because there's so much of it but you would not be able to read anything at all if not for the dedicated and unending work of Jenny Hocking. National Archives of Australia, naa.gov.au. That's naa.gov.au. But a warning once again, if your health can't handle an instant rise in blood pressure brought on by rage, then watch it very carefully, a bit at a time, the palace letters, and it doesn't matter what you thought about the British monarchy before that. One quick look, one quick read, and you'll be wanting them out as soon as possible. Sadly, our leaders still feel beholden to these inbred ingrates of a royal family. I'd like to see an Australia with a system of government where the sovereignty is held by the people rather than by inherited aristocracy and a monarch in another country with another nationality. I'd like to see the power to govern vested in the elected representatives of the people drawn from amongst the people and charged with acting on behalf of the people and in their best interests. 
I remember the day I was no more than a boy Working in an oxide plant at the back of Norfolk's ride Bert Gilchrist told the gaffer Cos Bert Gilchrist had the clout He said they'd given got the bullet And the lads are walking out And we walked right off that job While the gaffer held the door And watched it on the telly In a TV rental store It was one hell of a situation The kind you just can't gauge There was golf on the steps of Parliament House Staying down, maintain the rage In the year of the double dissolution Drinking in the streets gave way to doubt Australia voted in the revolution then stood back and let the fat cats push it out There was violence in the air As I walked back home at night Everyone yet mate was getting ready for the fight Saying if they're out for trouble Then trouble's what they'll get we started out a colony Do they think we're a colony yet? In the year of the double dissolution Drinking in the streets gave way to doubt Australia voted in the revolution Then stood back and let the fat cats push it out But as the weeks went by, the anger turned to mild relief Locks were freed like magic, and I watched in disbelief To see a scam so blatant, so jacked up and full of holes And the people in the thousands, endorsed it at the polls And the year of that double dissolution Drinking in the streets gave way to doubt Australia voted in the revolution Then stood back and let the fat cats push it out Closer to the mark Who spoke about conspiracy Sinister and dark But history records it And the story will be read When we let them take democracy And stand it on its head In the year of the double dissolution Drinking in the streets gave way to doubt Australia voted in the revolution Roaring Jack and the Ballad of 75. Yes, I remember the day too. Three C. Let me introduce you 
to Brian Anderson. Anderson is a 94-year-old retired car-dealing magnate. Well, I suppose he would be retired at age 94, wouldn't he? But he wasn't retired enough to donate one and a quarter million dollars to the No campaign in the Voice to Parliament. He said he was inspired by Jacinta Price. Well, let me tell you, listener, there are a few more donors than that. Another donor to the No campaign was a Travis and Baker, an energy businessman. He kicked in 50000 The tech investor, Steve Baxter. Kennard from Kennard Self Storage, 115000 And the Baker's Delight founder, Roger Gillespie. He only put in 20000 Well, don't worry, Roger, I'll never buy anything from Baker's Delight ever again. I'm sure that my, you know, monthly forays to Baker's Delight for an iced coffee scroll won't send you broke, but it will ease my heart. But there is a lot more money that went in. It's absolutely sickening, really, when you look at the money that went into the No campaign. Last year, in June, I exposed on Left After Breakfast a couple of very, very shady and very nasty organisations that were behind the No campaign. I'm going to repeat them for you. So, who was behind the No campaign? Well, quite a number of people, really, both in groups and individually. Let's have a look at a group. Recognise a better way. This one is headed by Warren Mundine. And it does not support the truth-telling and treaty commitment in the Uluru Statement from the Heart. Just remember that the group Recognise a Better Way does not support the Statement from the Heart. Also remember that Recognise a Better Way was launched in Tamworth featuring Senator Pauline Hanson, Barnaby Joyce and Alan Jones. Now that's Recognise a Better Way. You get a fair idea what they're on about by that lineup. Another high profile group is Fair Australia, which is a subsidiary group of the conservative, highly conservative political lobbying group Advance Australia and supported by Jacinta Numpanjimpa Price, who is the country Liberal Party Senator for the Northern Territory. Now, this lobby group, Advance, please bear with me a moment, it gets convoluted here. Advance is partnered with Whitestone Strategic, the self-described Australia's Conservative Campaign Consultancy. Whitestone Strategic has worked with Fred Nile's Christian Democratic Party and the Australian Christian lobby head Lyle Shelton. Whitestone Strategic is also partnered with a US marketing and fundraising firm by the name of R.J. Dunham, which states as its aim to help Christian ministries 
fulfill their mission. This company has worked with a California megachurch and a Texas service which counsels women against abortions. So if you thought that the tactics of the no side to the voice to parliament smelt something like conservative Christian US politics, well, you weren't wrong, were you? You hit the nail right on the head. Now we come to Facebook. The lobby group Advance, a powerful organisation in the no camp, run three Facebook pages. One page is highly critical of the Labour government and The Voice, regularly mocking politicians and campaigners supporting the referendum and claiming that The Voice is radical and dangerous and completely changes the way our democratic parliamentary system functions. But the lobby group Advance also runs two other radically different referendum Facebook pages. One of these pages is titled Not Enough and it pushes quotes from prominent Indigenous people including Lydia Thorpe and Celeste Little. The Not Enough page reasserts we deserve better than just a voice. This page notes that the concept of constitutional recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people came from the conservative side of politics. That page, Not Enough, looks at first glance to have some reasonable arguments in it until you notice that their sponsored ads are paid for by Advance Australia, the highly conservative campaign consultancy lobby group. The third Facebook page run by Advance Australia is called Referendum News and it portrays itself, it claims to be neutral news source about the vote but only posts news articles highlighting criticism or scepticism about the voice. So Advance Australia is running at the same time conservative arguments, progressive arguments, as well as running a page that on first glance looks like a neutral information source. But all three of these pages say no to the voice. There's a fair whack of money involved in this. Facebook ads are not cheap. Between 30000 and 40000 for a targeted campaign and advance are running three of them. So you have to ask, where's the money coming from? Who put up that money to pay this lobby group? Who is willing to pay out? for a no vote. All that money didn't come from a 94-year-old car dealer, did it? What forces in this country poured in a whole heap of money against the referendum for the voice? Big mining companies? That's the first thing that jumps to mind, isn't it? But we'll find out, we will. We know, of course, that a cynical bastard like Peter Dutton 
and another cynical bastard like Pauline Hansen, of course, jumped on this no-vote wagon for their own self-aggrandizement. But you can expect that, particularly from a thug like Peter Dutton, the great thug. There are other people out there who voted no, and I hope you don't know any, dear listener. I used to know a couple when I found out they'd voted no, and and I attempted to get some sort of explanation as to why they had behaved like this. Well, I don't know those people anymore, and I don't wish to know them. Because I don't care what anyone says, and I don't care who gets offended. That no vote was founded on racism. Nothing but racism. In that no vote, Australians told Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders just where they stand in this country. And that's nowhere. And the outpouring of grief from the First Nations people, enormous so it was, wasn't coming from shock, but once again from another recognition that this country, built on racial violence, can't even allow for the most modest, most non-threatening proposal. Now that we've had a few months to look at the results, now that we've calmed down a little bit, we can just say one thing. And it's a shameful thing to say. It was racism. Shameful doesn't cover it. There have been conversations here and there in the media and outside of it about why the no vote succeeded. All these analysts and commentators talk about the act of no campaign. They talk about the lack of bipartisanship and its role in the failure of referenda throughout history. Thug Dutton, of course, used the tired, racist political trope of saving the children, with Price acting as a black rubber stamp to legitimise him. Well, at least they've got running water, Jacinta. Other analysts claim there was a lack of detail, and many voters didn't know what they were voting for. The media was targeted for airing the no side and for spreading misinformation and disinformation, which they did. There were conversations about the false balance of the ABC, which it still clings to, and the outright lies and conspiracy theories peddled by the Murdoch media. The mainstream media has always been a reproducer of racist violence when it comes to First Nations people. There's limited accountability for the slander that they publish regularly. But all those things don't fully explain a no vote. The reason the no vote succeeded was because of racism. It's racism underlying the way that white Australians still see First Nations people. They are seen as threats, as criminals, and unworthy of justice, let alone a voice. In Queensland, you've had white vigilantes roaming the streets targeting black children, advocating for outright violence. The media gave plenty of airtime to these white supremacists, not calling them out for what they are, 
but rather stating that they were anti-crime advocates. Of course, that's Queensland, you say. Well, yes, that's Queensland. I still don't know what's wrong with Queensland, but it did have the highest no vote in the entire country. But saying that the no vote was not racist, but instead was about campaign messaging or lack of bipartisanship, is denying the reality of racial violence. And that racial violence is ingrained in every single structure and institution in this settler colony. Australia isn't ready to deal with its own racism because it's a racism that sustains it. It's a racism that every single non-Indigenous person who cast a no vote benefits from. The no voters were racist. There's no other word for it, no other way to describe them. Oh gosh, I could get really angry just sitting here thinking about it. But, you know, listener, I grew up thinking Australia was a pretty good place to be. And travelling around a bit, looking at other parts of the world, I still kept thinking Australia was a good place to be. It was certainly a lot better than the great hunger that drove my ancestors out of Ireland. I didn't see the racism that was there. I really didn't. Now it's just so clear to me that it makes me feel quite ill. What can we do? It stops with us. You have to live your life like that, listener. You have to say racism stops here. It stops with me. But anyway, before I get too... Before I get too depressed, too angry and do myself an injury, I'll have a listen to a little bit of music. And who better than David Arden? Lovely singer, lovely music, lovely man.
Thanks for listening. Thanks for the ride. See you next week. Same time, same place. Until then, it's cheerio and ciao from Left After Breakfast. And I'll leave you again with Alistair Hewlett. Arise, ye works from your slumbers, arise, ye prisoners of want. For reason in the world now thunders, and at last ends the age you can't. Away with all your superstition, servile masses arise, arise. We'll change henceforth the old tradition, we'll spun the dust to win the prize. Also, comrades, come rally, and the last fight let us face. The Internationale unites the human race. Also, comrades, come rally, and the last fight let us face. The Internationale unites the human race. On tyrants only we'll make war The soldiers too will take strike action They'll break the ranks, they'll fight no more And if those cannibals keep trying To sacrifice us to their pride They soon shall hear the bullets flying We'll shoot the generals on our own side Also comrades, come rally And the last fight let us face the Internationale unites the human race. Also, comrades, come rally, and the last fight let us face. The Internationale unites the human race. No saviour from an high delivers. No faith have we in Prince of Peer. Our own right hand, the chains must shiver. Chains of hatred, greed and fear. Ere the thieves will out with their booty and give to all a happier lot. Each at the forge must do their duty and will strike while the iron is hot. Us all comrades, come rally and the last fight let us face. The end. Internationale unites the human race. Us all comrades, come rally, and the last fight let us face. The Internationale unites the human race. The Internationale unites the human race.